Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove and welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. So I'm here to talk to dancers about what they do outside the studio. Whether it's cookie decorating, tie-dye, a passion for plants, or starting their own businesses, dancers fulfill their creative passions in so many different ways. Dancers Doing Stuff is about living your most creative life. So if you love dancers and creativity, you are in the right place. Hi everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. So glad that you're here with me. Um, This episode is so great. Um, I also wanted to let you know that there was a funny moment. Um, This is definitely one to go check out on YouTube. Uh, Little plug, essentially Haley on YouTube, trying to get to a thousand subscribers. Uh, But in the middle of this episode, my neighbor, who is the best, Teresa, um, she is always making me delicious Dominican food, and she was very persistent with the doorbell ringing. So if there are any awkward cuts um that you think are happening in this episode it's probably because she was ringing the doorbell and then i went to go uh answer the doorbell and came back with like the best food ever um so i just wanted to give you guys a little heads up with that but other than that this is a really great episode ryan is an incredible dancer an incredible artist definitely go support her work and check everything out all the links are in the show notes And yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. It's been a minute since I was here live. So welcome back and welcome if this is your first time seeing the show. I'm so excited today. The craft is great. The guest is great. I'm talking to Ryan. She is an amazing dancer and also a visual artist um, like literally gorgeous stuff i'm always fascinated she does all these videos of like making and showing the process of how she creates her artwork and it's just so cool so today's episode is gonna be really really great the craft is like potentially very messy so it could be really fun and it also could be a huge fail so sometimes that's more fun than when it works out but i actually printed out this time the official bio so that I can prove to you guys that I know how to read and I just am visually impaired trying to read from a computer so far away. So let's get to the official, official bio for Ryan. Ryan is a performing and visual artist based in Brooklyn, New York. She has been training as a dancer since she was 13 and has been blessed to be a part of some amazing music videos and live projects. Ryan was also in art concentration in high school and now owns an art shop called Much Love Ryan. Her main focus are abstract art, specifically plaster work, and digital prints. Ryan is extremely proud to say that Much Love Ryan is fully eco-friendly and ethically run. All packaging is 100% recyclable, her canvases are recycled and repurposed, and she sources as many of her materials and services as physically possible from small businesses. In addition, she donates 20% of her profits to LGBTQIA and BIPOC organizations at the end of each month. So 
cool. That is so great. Her favorite thing about her art is that it's constantly evolving and she rarely sticks to the same style or color palette for too long. She used to view this as a roadblock to finding a consistent niche within herself, but now sees it as her greatest strength. And I really love that because so often as artists we're told to niche down and like that's the only way to be successful. So I'm excited to talk to her about that and just her process with art and dance and how things have changed for her over this pandemic and content creation and the struggles and the grossness of that word and term that is so common to us nowadays so this is going to be such a great episode as always i love to hype up my guests and show them a video or not show them show you a video of them and i'm really lucky this time because i have not only a dance video of ryan but I have two really great videos of her doing her passion, her artwork, and I'm a sucker for like art video, like how do you describe it? Like process videos, I think that's what it is. And so I love these videos. So let's check it out. Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or dancers doing stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the dancers doing stuff Patreon. With the Patreon, you get a ton of really fun perks, and you get to help support this show. Some of the perks include fun behind-the-scenes content, getting to know the guests beforehand, and being able to submit questions to them. There are Zoom dance parties and stretch sessions. I give you all the craft supplies you need for the month, and you can craft with us live on YouTube. And we also have a private Discord. There are a ton of things, and those are just things that are happening right now. I really want to make stickers, so maybe I can send out some mail. I don't know. I've got a lot of ideas. One of the ideas is the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. When we get 100 patrons, I'm going to start donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, or actually paying your dancers, or getting them at least some good snacks. There are so many ways that dancers can be supported, and I would really love to create a community where we can all support and lift each other up and just all be creative. So the more patrons we have, the more money I can give back. Definitely check out the Patreon and let's get this community growing. So satisfying, right? Like, I'm obsessed. So without further ado, let's bring on Ryan. Give a big round of applause. Let's do it. Let me get the applause. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so our craft is crazy today. Welcome. Um, I wrote in the comments on YouTube, I asked what color that I should do or we should do for the paintings. And Holly, I'm going to share the comment. She says, I know Ryan is the queen of neutrals, so anything in that colorway, which is <laughs> So true. You are literally the queen of neutrals. Like, you make basics not basic. Seriously. <laughs> I love I love that. I should, like, title something that. The not basic collection. I love it. Yes. I'll buy it. <laughs> also, hi, Holly. I think I think that's the Holly that I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure it is. I Holly is another small business owner and artist. 
um, that I've met through small business social media. So hi, Holly. So cool. So cool. Okay, so our craft, I alluded to it. We are doing paint pouring, which is very messy and very hard to show on camera. So it's going to be an adventure. You... As expected, you said you have a lot of neutrals. You have a lot of what? What are we working with? What do you got? Yes. So in proper Ryan style, I am doing black, white, and gold. <laughs> I love it. Classic. It's hard to mess that up. Okay, I have. Hopefully, you see much, that now, but I've never done this. So I have like pretty much every color possible because I got this pack. One of my so I turned thirty this year craziness um and that's amazing that's a milestone (laughs) I did not celebrate but um hashtag pandemic but I one of the things so I tried to do 30 things before I turned 30 that I'd never done before that I always wanted to do I got through most of the list I love that yeah yeah fostering a kitten kind of derailed it because I didn't expect that to happen and the kitten took over my life but one of the things was I wanted to try paint pouring because, I mean, we'll talk about TikTok, but I get really overwhelmed on TikTok, but sometimes I do watch, like, the crafty TikTok. I guess it's, like, craft talk or whatever, and I saw paint pouring there, and I was like, what is that? I could do that. This is one that I made before. This was actually, like, the first one I tried. It's not horrible, but I know I could do better. But then I thought I could do better, and I tried to do this, like, rainbow situation, and I hate it. I think it's the ugliest thing ever created. Some people tell me they like it, and they can take (laughs) it from me and get it out of my house because I think it looks like a rainbow sherbet went to the army and threw up all over the place. Like, I hate this so much. So if anyone out there wants this painting... I will gladly give it to you. Get it out. Get it out of my home. <laughs> Get it out of here. While we're doing this, if we're able to, I'd love, to, if, we're, if we're capable of multitasking, I would love to know how you started dancing. I know you said you started when you were 13, which is like so much later than a lot of people. And I had no idea that you started that late. Not that that's really that late, but you know it yes. is kind of like later from what most people on the show have said before yeah absolutely um it is very late and I know that when I like first really felt the pull to do like dance professionally everyone told me you're too late you're it's never gonna work out like you don't have enough experience you don't have enough technique you're never gonna get into a school like not gonna really work out for you um, which is such a, an amazing thing to hear at the age of like 17 years old. Um, right. Um, but yes, to answer like the actual question, um, when I was in like middle school, I had friends who there was like this local dance studio that like all the girls in my school would go to and they would all like take like a couple dance classes a week. It was just like another way for them to like hang out and have fun. And they were like, you should do this with us. So I was like, you know what, why not? Um, like, why not try it? And then um, and I only took like one or two classes. I didn't really do it like really intensely. Um, and then I, not to like bring the mood down, I had a pretty traumatic experience in my childhood when I was 13. And 
my mom just really wanted me to be around friends and be doing fun activities and was like, let's just sign you up for a couple more classes that way. Like you're around people and like you have that like thing to like connect you to others and like keep your spirits up and, and that sort of thing. So when that, that's when I was 13. So I started taking classes more heavily and it was like the ultimate coping mechanism. It was that thing that like really helped me grieve and process. Um, so I was like, I want to do this. Like I, I want to be really serious about this. So we moved to a different dance studio that was uh, a bit more serious and was like really heavily involved in like competition and sending people off to like programs and like really getting like people set up technique wise and just like it wasn't just like a let's have fun place it was like we are cultivating a craft and we want to help send you off into the world type thing so I started training there um when I was 13 and yeah that's that's how I started and I just dove in head first from then on out yeah dance is so much more than steps I feel like that's a common theme that everyone on the show has Mm -hmm. has talked about like especially for kids dance is such a great outlet even if you don't go into pursuing it I think everyone should be in a dance class absolutely I think it's so amazing to be able to use your body to express even if it's like happiness and joy like that's amazing but like I don't think people realize how therapeutic it is to just like physically move your pain out of your body like you're using movement to like it's like when it's like if you think of it as your sweat like when you dance when you move your sweat comes out of your body and it's no longer in you you can like visualize your grief literally coming out of your body and you can just like remove it from yourself and I don't think people realize that enough it's like one of the greatest blessings that dance has ever given a hundred percent where are you from where were you dancing when you first started dancing um so I was born in New Jersey like right along the beach area so I'm like from the shore and then when I was like yes oh I love it it's so it's so amazing um and then middle school and high school I was in Pennsylvania we moved because of like my dad's job moved us out there um so I did start dancing in Pennsylvania um and they have a very, Pennsylvania is like very well known for like competition dance. Mm. Like, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. like dance moms, like yeah. my, my dance studio was on dance moms a lot. No um, way. That's crazy. It, yeah. I stayed as far away from that as possible. Um, no offense to anybody who loves right. dance moms. Just <laughs> not my, not, not my vibe, not my thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very well known for that. Um, but then I, when I graduated high school, I moved right back to the shore. I was like, I need to, I, I need the beach. I need to be yeah. back here. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. So then at least you weren't that far away from New York. So when did you decide to kind of make the jump and go like full force into the New York dance scene? Yeah, so when I, like, my last year of college, I went to Mason Gross, which is Rutgers, so it's, like, central Jersey, um, so getting into the city, it was kind of expensive, 
Um, especially when you're a college student, you got so many other things to worry about um, financially. But yeah, so I started working in the city. Uh, and then the year right after I graduated college, I moved to North Jersey with some friends and was able to get in and out of the city really easily. So right after college, I really just like dove into training in New York as opposed to training in New Jersey like I had been. And I, I started going to BDC all of the time and I was mainly only really taking Neil. Um, I know you did you did a show with Neil a while back. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was taking like pretty basic technique classes and then Neil like twice a week. <laughs> yeah, oh, he just has the best energy. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Even if you're not a dancer, just go be in his presence. <laughs> Literally, no, a hundred percent. He will just like show you that you are loved and capable, and that like you have power in your body, and it's everyone needs that in their life. Yes. Have you been able to dance at all during this pandemic, or have you kind of taken a I don't not a break, but I'm. I'm interested to know if your relationship with dance has changed this past year. I guess that's my real question. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, 100%. I went from, I went from like literally living at BDC and taking three classes a day to like, you like there was a point like I think it was like last summer into like this last fall where like you couldn't pay me to take a class Mm. and like I remember like trying to take zoom classes and like just feeling miserable and like it just it hurt so badly to be dancing in my garage by myself with bad audio connection and like an instructor on this little screen and it just like it really hurt and I I couldn't do it it wasn't sustainable um so I I really have been like taking a huge break from training um and in the process found a different art form um but yeah, I still I still get together with friends and we'll session and we'll freestyle and I dance for myself, but it's I really don't I don't train anywhere near yeah. where I used to. Um and even like auditioning is weird. Like I will still like I'll still have like auditions sent to me and I'll I'll do a tape and something about it just feels really weird. Yeah. It's and it's not that I don't love it because it, it dance will like always be my my first love, but it's just it I don't know it really felt like I and I think anybody everybody can identify this it felt like I had the love of my life ripped away from me and I wasn't allowed to have it anymore and now that I'm allowed to have it back I'm just like oh my gosh like do I want to give myself to this thing again like it's like this nervous feeling like yeah. it's just like a huge part of me just got ripped out and I I don't know if I can cope with going back to it yet yeah I 100% feel that yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot I feel like not a lot of people are really at least in my circle are really talking about that part of it you know like I think also part of me I have this fear because I know there's no way that it can be exactly the same when you jump right back into something when you haven't 
especially when something's so physical, so connected to muscle and, you know, like, it's just knowing that it's going to be different and it's not going to feel the same, it definitely has been making me nervous to jump back. And I mean also the fact that we're literally still in a pandemic and some people seem to not feel like uh, it's still happening. So that's also a little scary sometimes too. But, uh, you know, it's definitely like, yeah, it's super frustrating. And I think it's, it's like so, it's so scary and just, it's true. Like, uh, it's like, there's been a grieving process a hundred percent. I think all artists, especially performing artists have felt that. I mean, the whole world has been grieving, this past year so I think that that's something really important to share and and to be open about you know not everything is like sunshine and rainbows all the time like it is on Instagram Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) yeah and I have that conversation with my partner all of the time because my partner is an actor and Mm -hmm. right before COVID they landed like this role that they have been like it's like one of those roles that you dream about and then the show is now coming back and they were offered to go right back into that role again. They were given that show again and they were like, I don't know if I even want to do this. Like, is this even a part of me anymore? Like it's been a year and a half. Like, do I even, am I even the same person to step back into this right. role and feel the same way that I did? Wow. Yeah. And I like dealing with that. that, I was like, it was, it was, it was really unfortunate for them to go through. But it was also good for me to be like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, I felt crazy for a minute. I was like, why don't I want to like do these auditions? Why do I want to send in this tape? Like, this is a job. Why don't you want it? Yeah. Um, and then talking to them, it's like, oh, wait, <laughs> we went through something. Like, we are going through something. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's still it's, happening. And it's, yeah, wow, that is 100% true. I hadn't even thought about that. Like, all the Broadway shows that are coming back and just, like, yeah as an actor it must uh, that's that's really crazy yeah because we're all different people so we can't just jump back into the same same old same old situation I think it is time for our first game if I can get the paint off my fingers for anyone who's doing this craft at home Make sure you have paper towels nearby or a non I literally, towel. I texted my partner like five minutes into this and I was like, I need paper towels. <laughs> Our first game is a fun one. Let me get the little, it's time for Would You Rather. <laughs> so, oh no, oh no. It's not you can't play this game with me. I'm so indecisive. I'm sorry. I'm about to be the worst guest. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And don't worry, it's not like anything too crazy. It's a prepackaged game, so nothing is too scandalous. Okay. Okay. And if you're watching still in the comments or if you're listening or, you know, watching after the fact, definitely comment what you would rather. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Would you rather have to narrate everything you see aloud forever? or have scissors for hands. Narrate everything? Oh my gosh, I'd rather have scissors for hands. I hate the sound of my voice. Really? Oh my goodness, yes. And then I can use my scissors as palette knives and I could make plaster art that way. Yes, that's that's a great, I, yeah, I think I would pick scissors <laughs> for hands too because narrating everything, that is a lot. 
that's a lot. You wouldn't even be able to have a conversation. <laughs> no. I stare at her, looking off into the distance at my ugly painting. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Next one. Would you rather have everything you touch turn to ice or sneeze 20 times every time you take off your socks? That's so specific, but definitely the sneeze because you wouldn't be able to do anything if everything yeah. turned to ice. No, also, you would literally I mean, be Elsa. So definitely. Yeah, exactly. You're literally Elsa. No, we're taking, we're doing a. Sneezing. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do the sneeze. I'll do the sneeze. I don't mind that. <laughs> Last one. Would you rather have a giraffe neck or have a swarm of moths for hair? Jesus! Um, <laughs> These are very tough choices. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> I guess, the, I, I don't know, I guess the giraffe neck, I've always wanted to be a little taller, so why not? <laughs> yeah, and like, even if it's just the neck, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> Amazing. Well, so. how, okay. How is it looking? How are, how are you feeling about okay. your piece? Okay. So I tried something and it didn't work because it wasn't covering the whole canvas. But now that I know, I think I can try again. Also, Ooh, the paint I is dripping. Looks going. Cool. Wait, that looks so cool. Oh, thanks. Ooh, but I'm very messy right now. Okay. Let's talk much love ryan tell me about it how did you okay. how did you start this how did i know you've always been doing art but give me like your whole art story basically same as you did with dance like i want to know from the jump oh my God. where did this start for you okay um so it started last summer um we myself and my closest friend we were quarantining with his family and we were in like the middle of like farmland new jersey like very very far away from everyone um and this was around when um this is when all of like the black lives matter protests started happening and cities were filling up again with people just like taking to the streets i mean we all saw it like you couldn't not see it like we all know we all we all knew what that was like we all saw that unfold and i felt really disconnected especially when i, I was no longer in new york i was so far away from the city and i saw just like my community in new york doing so much and i felt like i couldn't do anything because i was so far isolated from everybody and I felt like I didn't have a voice or a way of giving back or a way for advocating for these communities. Um, but I had gotten into painting again. So I posted, I was always posting like my little drawings, um, like my sketches or whatever watercolors I was doing on my social media. And people were like, oh, that's cute. Would you make me one? So I literally posted one day and I was like, this is a shot in the dark. But if I actually started selling these pieces and donating all of the profits. Would you guys buy them? And I had like an insane amount of people reaching out to me and being like, yes, like, please do this. Like we would love to see this. So that's what I did. Like every, every day at the end of the day, I would just post what I had painted that day. And I would just like 
lay them all out on the floor and I would just take a really shitty picture of them and like just put a little box with how much every painting was and be like hey could you maybe chip in like three to five bucks for shipping and people would just buy them through my Instagram story um and every week I would just I would donate either to an organization or directly to I donated directly to a lot of families who were affected by police violence. Um, so I would just pick a new organization every day. And then a month later, I started including a lot of trans rights organizations that were really suffering that summer and providing for trans people who didn't have access to medical care during COVID. Um, so I just started selling on my Instagram. And at a certain point, I had just like so many people ordering that I like went and got photos taken of my prints and was like just printing little watercolor drawings at Staples and selling them for $10. Um, and like the more I did it, the more I was just like, I can do something with this. Like I could actually make this into something. And I had just gotten an iPad to replace my laptop that got destroyed by water. It was a whole thing. So I chose oh, yeah. an iPad instead. Um, so that I had like a laptop, but I could also use art software. And I was just like, I was really just, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just like, I'm just going to make art and sell it. And it was very chaotic and there was no organization to it at all whatsoever. And I was just like selling on Instagram and it was working. And I was donating, like I was able to donate almost a hundred dollars every single week. And I was like, this wow. is insane. Like I'm stuck in the middle of New Jersey. I can't go to protests. I can't do anything. I can sit here and call my representatives all day long. It's not going to do anything, but I could donate directly to these people with my art. Um, so when I moved back to New York, I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, this is a moment of change. I'm moving into the city. I am going to make my art my life. Mm. And I, it took a very long time. It's so difficult to like set up a business and like create. I mean, as you know, like creating the thing is so yeah. involved. Yeah, it's like you you don't get to just focus on your art. You have to do like all this other busy work and all this extra stuff before you can even like exactly. get the time to like do what you love. Exactly. I'm like, I can't paint today because I need to go on legal software and come up with the policy, the legal policies for my website, because that's something you have to do. Like, who knows? Like, who knows that type of stuff? No one. So it, it took a really long time. But eventually, I was able to actually launch in late December. And I've just been like, trying my best ever since. And every month I donate to a new organization. This month, I'm donating to four. Um, I'm doing one a week. Um, sending aid to India for their their COVID crisis over there is is just it's insane it's like beyond words um so I didn't want to wait until the end of the month to donate so I'd be donating at the end of every week to different organizations that are just like getting awesome tanks and medical supplies to these communities that literally don't have like running water um because their towns are just being shut down um so yeah it's I'm I'm doing my best um I don't know I'm just doing, <laughs> I'm just doing the thing no, oh, I love that. And it, it's so inspiring when you see other artists just like 
really growing and being able to one make a difference with their art especially a financial difference because you know like we can always say like oh you know like I just I want to move people with my art and you know but and that is so powerful and so important to like help heal people with our art but also like if you can financially help someone that is just like a whole extra step that like really really makes a difference in other people's lives and then like you like people should be getting paid for their art you know it's it's so important so yeah that is just it's so inspiring to see and especially I mean we haven't talked about it yet but like TikTok, social media. I mean, you started on Instagram selling these things, which is like, yeah. I'm sure it's a it's a weird relationship because it's like social media it has is. so much good, but then with the good comes the difficult. So, TikTok. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. What what made you start posting some of your stuff on TikTok? Um, I was I've always been like very against TikTok. I'm I'm very. <laughs> I am such an old man when it comes to TikTok. I always swore that I would never get one. I'm like, that's for those kids. So the kids are doing. I have, I have no, I have no desire to do these fucking little dances. Like, sorry. Oh my gosh, I just, I'm so sorry. Um, Tell me how you feel. Sorry. No, I, I have no desire to do anything. TikTok elicits a um, strong response, so it's okay. <laughs> I know I was like I have no I don't want to do any of this but I was having like once I actually launched my business and was doing like business marketing on Instagram it was just like I wasn't really getting a lot of traction I wasn't really going anywhere and I had just like I have a lot of friends who do really well on TikTok and like are certified creators and get ad deals with sponsorships and they were like you really should try it like just try it it's worked really well for so many people you might as well give it a go and I was like you know what all right I'll I'll do it um and it's it can be very it 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 just is overwhelming it's very demanding the app is like created for like instant gratification and constant posting which is mentally unsustainable so which is another reason why I didn't want anything to do with it but I I do I do do it and it it has done a lot for my business it's gotten me a lot of exposure it's also driven me crazy because I I'm not a person who is able to keep up with the algorithm I'm just not um so there's, like you said, with all of the good comes, comes the bad. So. Yeah. And I know that you've had some issues recently with like people, because it is such a, also it's, it must be so hard for artists on TikTok because I feel like so much of the platform is based on people copying other people. But then in the art world, mm. that is so not cool like you can't just take someone's design and sell it as your own but like I think that's kind of the culture of TikTok so that must be something really hard to navigate and experience I can't imagine how frustrating that must be yeah it is it is pretty frustrating because yeah the app is the other thing that like I have issue with the app and and the younger generation kind of perpetuates this as well it's like 
it TikTok kind of turns everything you do into a trend or a fail. Mm. And especially when it comes to artistic creators, like I'm like my pieces and the technique behind my pieces, like I'm not trying to create a trend. I'm just showing you how I make my art. Like the nature of the app is seeing something and then recreating it. But when then you have all these artists who come on TikTok just to show how they make their art and people are like, oh, I can make that. I can also sell that. And they copy it and redo it. And artists will reach out and be like, that is my intellectual property. It's very frustrating. But like, I could talk about this forever, but it's just, yeah, it's very frustrating because people don't have a separation of like what is there for trend recreation and what is someone's intellectual property like that there people don't understand what that means like the general population doesn't understand that yeah I will I will see other small businesses like not many but like I've seen two artists on TikTok like pretty much directly copy my print designs and just change the font to match their brand colors and it's just like I don't think people really have a grasp of like that's someone's art they created that you can't take it it's like it's the same thing as plagiarism but because it's on TikTok people are like oh no that's just like a trend I can recreate that when it's like no that's someone's property but yeah so that's that's like one of the many difficult things with being an artist on social media. It's time for our final game. Let me get our little, yes. our little sound effects. <laughs> Question time. <laughs> so this game is kind of a game, mostly because it's like a mystery. We don't know what we're going to get. So I'm going to randomly pick okay. one question. They're mostly color-coded from a few various places on the internet. And we'll see what we get. Okay. These are interesting questions. So you get to pick which color you would like to first answer. I get to pick a color? Okay. Um, I, I can't tell if it's like a yellow or an orange, but whatever that, that really bright color is, I want Okay. Ooh. Do you believe in ghosts? My partner asked me this like two days ago. No. Literally, we were driving around. He was like, do you believe in like ghosts and hauntings and like the spookies? And I was like, not really, but kind of like a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm like, scared I, to I believe know. in it because then they might come that. for me that yeah I was gonna say like I kind of believe that that stuff is out there I totally believe that like our energies stay in the universe and that like we still are part of the earth very later um <laughs> but like I feel like if I really start to believe in ghosts then like I'm gonna have one like and it's yes. gonna follow me around and like I I'm not I know we're not here for that yeah no hundred percent Okay, next yeah. color. Next color, pink. Have you ever had candy for dinner? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was like drinking at 10 a.m. and having Ben and Jerry's for dinner. Absolutely. I was yeah. like, what else am I doing with my life besides sitting in this It's only going to be two weeks. There are no rules. <laughs> exactly. I was like, there are no rules. It was bad. It was actually, it was really bad. <laughs> 
I definitely have had candy for dinner. <laughs> okay, next one. Next one, blue. Do you Google your problems? This is a strange question and probably from the website questions to ask your dad. Questions to ask your dad. Um, um, I want to say I Google my little problems. Mm. Like when I can't figure out why something isn't working, I'm like, hey, Google, how do I turn this thing on? Like I will do that. Right. Um, or like I, I'm the type of person who like, if I think about something that I'm like curious about, I'm like, oh, like, I wonder how long it takes to build something like that. I will Google it. Um, like, I remember one day I was standing on the subway platform and I was like, this is the longest subway platform I've ever seen. Like, I wonder how many streets this covers. So I literally Googled the length of a New York City block and then how long the average subway train is. And the average subway train lasts like the length of a full block and not like the short ones, like the long avenues. Like the average length of a subway train can cover like three streets. They're so long. But like, I Google that. Like that's what I'm always Googling. But like- You're not like a big WebMD type situation like- Oh my God, no, because I will literally convince myself that I'm dying of skin cancer when it's a scab on my arm. Like, no, I can't Google that stuff. That's too real. Yeah. Okay, last question of these. What embarrasses you the most in front of other people? Oh God, like anything, anything. (laughs) I am so embarrassed by myself at all times. Um, I like... (laughs) I I get very very socially anxious um and it's like it's gotten much better as I grow older and like stop caring as much but like I am so afraid of like my regular interactions like being off and people just kind of being like what's wrong with her is she okay so like literally anything can embarrass me so yeah. bad. I get embarrassed for other people sometimes. That's the worst because you can't make it stop. Because <laughs> you can't make them stop doing what they're doing. So you yeah. just have to feel all of it. Yeah. I think the situation that I get embarrassed in the absolute most is bowling. I know that sounds so weird. I am such a bad bowler. And I feel like the whole the whole process of bowling is so you just hear me out for a second. Like walking up to the thing with your ball is like it's weird and then I don't know how to roll it so it's this whole thing of like not knowing how to use my body and then you kind of just have to like walk back and it's just like the whole thing is so awkward and I'm just embarrassed the whole time and I don't know why I agree to go because the entire time I'm just like I just want I just want to be home I just don't want to be in front of people oh my gosh so do not invite Ryan to go bowling ever you I'll heard it here oh it's so fun it's so fun I'll probably still go oh so my gosh sad. okay so the last question that I ask everyone is what brings out your most creative self oh, yes this question um I think it's a combination of a lot of things but for me it's the space that I'm in um my the type of art that I create is very messy and very big and so when I am in like a physical space that is large where I can take up that space and really let my art be as expansive as possible 
Um, it just makes me feel really at home. That and this is gonna sound so cheesy, but like warm weather and sunshine. Like I feel so good when like the windows are open and it's just nothing but sunlight. And it just makes me, it makes me want to paint and it makes me want to dance. So like those things together, it's just like open space and sunshine. Oh, that sounds like a dream. I love that. Doesn't it? Like, come on, it's so nice. Yeah, I mean, today, that's like today was such a great day for you, I bet. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so where can people find you? How can they find your art? Where? Plug it away. Plug everything you got for me. Okay, cool. This is really simple. Everything that I run is Much Love Ryan. So my website, muchloveryan.com, Instagram, and TikTok is Much Love Ryan. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Go look at my TikTok because that is a yes, whole your TikTok has whole been killing it. No, your TikTok. I mean, like I, you blew up so fast that was so cool i tried so hard and was like ready to give up and then i had two videos that like actually went viral and my following blew up and it was amazing and i had so many i was connecting with so many new artists and i just had so many people who were like hey, I can't really buy anything right now, but can I send you money to donate to that organization? And like, it was so great. And like, I was able to donate so much money and just like the people I was meeting, it was so great. And now TikTok is like blocking my whole account. And I can't go follow her, like every single video. Honestly, (laughs) I don't even I it's not even about like the view it's just frustrating that TikTok has the ability to and wants to suppress creators and small business owners because I'm not the only person that's happening to right now I have a lot of friends who are going through the same thing where they like they can't find their own content so it's it's really frustrating um but yeah, I post all my goofy stuff on TikTok. So if you want to laugh, go to my TikTok. <laughs> no, your TikTok is great. I love your TikTok. Definitely Thank everyone you. go check out Ryan and buy her stuff so that donate and, you know, everything. I mean, your art is so beautiful and I love it. And I love your video and your process and everything. And Thank I'm you so, so much. happy that you were here, even though we had Me a too. slight intermission. Um food break sponsorship uh sponsored by Teresa my neighbor <laughs> so <laughs> amazing oh, well yeah. thank you so much for being here um if you enjoyed this show even though it was a little chaotic today definitely subscribe <laughs> below I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers yes. before the end of the year yes. That would be so nice. I have a long way to go, but um, that would be so great. And then make sure that you check out the actual audio version of this podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all the podcast places. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, definitely check out the Patreon. Shout out to my two patrons, Sophie and Karen. You guys are so awesome. And when I finally get to 100 patrons, I'm going to be donating $1 
per patron to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So definitely go over there, subscribe to the Patreon um, so that we can help create more art and help people who need a little extra support. So with that, thank you so much for being here and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye guys.